This is Derek Whelan, keyboard player with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Bob Meadows from A Life on Sloth, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hi, this is Don Dockin, and you're rocking on Iron City Rocks. want to wish everyone a happy new year and great holidays, and we hope to see you on tour soon. Hey everybody, this is Rob Halford from Fight, wishing you all a crazy heavy metal Christmas and an insane, wild, manic new year. Welcome once again to Iron City Rocks. I am your host, John. This is episode 182. We'd like to thank you for joining us, and this is our annual Christmas episode. Right off the top, I want to let you know we're going to be talking to members of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, who will be in Pittsburgh on the 16th of December doing a show at the Consol Arena. Actually, doing two shows at the Consol Arena in Pittsburgh. So we're going to be talking to the musical director, of that, and we're also going to be featuring a band who's going to be playing at the Garfield Artworks, uh, Bob from the band A Life Once Lost. So, we're going to start you off with some Christmas music from the Trans Siberian Orchestra, who've almost become synonymous with Christmas uh, music in the last 10 uh, years or so. As many of you know, they kind of grew out of an extension of the band Sabotage, uh, the uh, mind of John Oliva uh, kind of rose into what became Trans Siberian Orchestra. So, this is one of their first songs that kind of uh, rose to prominence nationally. This is Christmas Eve in Sarajevo.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Today on the show, we are talking to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra's keyboardist, Derek Weiland. Derek, how are you doing today? Great, Aaron. How are you? Great, great. Hey, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Really excited to see what's going to go on here with the new show. We are very excited, too. This is a a very historical year for TSO uh, because we have really a very new show this year. Um, uh, We have a Christmas trilogy, um, and in the winter tour, we've been doing uh, one of Paul O'Neill's stories uh, going all the way back 13, 14 years called Christmas Eve and Other Stories. Uh, And this year, we actually have a new show based on a different story and a different record called The Lost Christmas Eve which is one of the trilogy records, and uh, so far, so good. It's going very well. Awesome, awesome. So for long-time fans of the show, because my, my wife and I, um, we've been going for probably the last 10 years. We, we've only missed a couple shows in there. And so and, and we've really come, come to love it. it it's kind of like our, our nutcracker for our generation here. So what can fans expect to see in the show that maybe is going to be new or can you tell us a little bit more about what's, what's going to go on for this show? Absolutely. I think uh, what's working well uh, for us on this tour is that kind of the staples and the hits that everybody loves and comes to see year after year with TSO are all uh, still there. Um, so uh, a, a lot of those were on the Lost Christmas Eve record and are kind of worked into the second half of the show or kind of sprinkled in the first half, which is the, uh, the rock theater story with the narrative in the first half of the show. So, um, and then on the other side of it, um, people that have come to see the show before really have a lot of new stuff. Um, uh, Brian Hicks, our narrator, is doing just, uh, just an amazing performance of this new story. Uh, and what the, I kind of feel with this new story that it's got a lot more contrast and a lot more uh, depth to the emotions in it, um, which I think is really connecting with people. Um, and we've got an amazing group of vocalists this year, um, uh, Rob Evan joining us, um, Erica Jerry, uh, just some incredible singers. And um, uh, the band is on fire, and we have uh, an amazing uh, uh, production crew, Brian Hartley, with the, uh, has kind of created the visuals for this and the lighting. Um, and uh, there's a lot of new stuff and all these different elements, which is very exciting right from the first minute of the show. Wow. I, I really I can't wait to see it. I'm, I'm such a big fan, and I've always appreciated what Trans-Siberian Orchestra has brought to the table. I mean, you know, you've got kind of traditional classical music to a point with the strings and that sort of thing, and then bringing in the guitar, which me being a guitarist, that's how I feel it should be done. So how, how did that transition came across? Because I believe you came, came on board of what, about 2006 with the group? So what, what's that been like for you? It's been amazing. Um, you have someone like uh, Al Petrelli who's uh, heading off, uh, you know, our shows in the West and um, somebody very metal background or blues background and uh, I had a lot of classical foundation in my background, um, and then where you you know Paul's story, which kind of brings this um, this unique kind of form to the show, this this arena rock concept that TSO has kind of evolved and developed a little bit further and a little bit more unique than anybody's ever done, I think. And um, all all these different combinations are what kind of gives it that spark. So. 
Uh, and it's also what gives uh, something uh, to the audience. Um, people come from all different walks of life, from all different ages, uh, and everybody finds something or many things that they're able to really enjoy uh, and be immersed in, in the entertainment and really connect to. That is just amazing. That's amazing. Now, what is your role within the TSO organization here? So I know you play piano and keyboards. Like, like what, what else do you do, or what's it take, I guess, to kind of get this show on the road? Yeah, well, I, I am a music director in the East Coast Tour uh, for the third year this year. Um, so I have some uh, uh, responsibility as far as, uh, you know, this performance and how it sounds. And, uh, and uh, I've been enjoying it tremendously. I play keyboards in the show, and it's an incredible band uh, to work with, and an incredible group of people to work with. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Now, what goes into being a music director, especially for a show of this size? Like, what are what are your responsibilities for that role, and and you know, I, I guess what do you what do you have to do for that? That's kind of an open ended title. Yeah, I I think you know we we're a big group of people, and all of us work together uh, to kind of portray Paul O'Neill's story through the music and the visuals. So uh, it's kind of um, how this uh, is put together and the scenes, uh, you know, between. Uh, the narrative parts and the original songs and and uh, the music and the visuals is all kind of what we do. So um, it's again I'm kind of summarizing and it's kind of uh, pretty complicated. Um, um, and being a new show this year, it's been kind of a lot of prep out in front. So um, the really one of the most exciting experiences for me is to be working on this for for months before. Um, and then see it all come together really quickly. And we, uh, we do two weeks of full production rehearsal in Omaha, where this is really where everybody really gets together uh, in the same giant building and uh, seeing the show come together and kind of evolve and be kind of polished and perfected and get out onto the road is, is a pretty amazing thing to be a part of and to, and to watch. Wow. I mean, that's really a lot that all have to come together. Now, you guys also just released a new EP, which I actually got a copy of when I bought my ticket. So it's the, um, the Dreams of Fireflies on a Christmas Night. Um, what, what can you tell us about that new release? Like, how did that come about? Um, how's that yeah, well, been received so far? Yeah, well, two of the songs on the EP are in the show, uh, and um, we are always working on, on recordings and developing new concepts and new shows and new tours for the future way out ahead. So... Um, we're excited to to have uh, new recordings out there this year, along with the new show, um, and that uh, really that the band is very creative and very active and developing lots of things, and that we're we're able to kind of uh, have have a good success this year. Uh, people have really been enjoying the show, and and uh, that's uh, very satisfying. Oh, wow, that's great. Now you guys have, or you, you'll be coming through Pittsburgh on twelve sixteen, so December sixteenth. You're just, heck, I think it's Sunday already, actually. So, um, and you'll be doing two shows. So, like, how many different dates do you guys do the morning and evening show like that? Well, uh, we're doing. The, I, I, I want to say roughly a hundred and ten shows on the tour. Uh, the band basically, it's some some of us go go out to cover the West and some of us cover the East Coast of the U.S. and Canada very, very quickly in this uh, six-week period that we're doing this tour. So I'm personally 
doing about 54 shows. Um, and uh, it's so, so we're getting there, uh, about three weeks to go. Wow. So what's it take to do like the, the double bill like that? Like do a matinee and then come back and do the evening show. That's got to gotta be a drain on you guys. Uh, you know, we're having fun. It's very, very exciting. Nothing could be better than playing music with, with, uh, with uh, this group of people and, uh, that, you know, we're, we're traveling, you know, sometimes three, four, five hundred miles a night, the two shows, and uh, there's a lot of other work we're doing on the road, too. So uh, we're, we're rocking away. Hey, you know, and what's, what's amazing about that is the fact that every time I've ever seen you guys, it looks like it's the first show. Like, you, you all come out, you're so bright, so excited. The energy levels are always amazing at those shows. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And uh, I think it's kind of that magic that happens. It's, uh, the show is it's such an immersion experience with, uh, um, you know, the production we're able to work with, with the lights and the pyrotechnics and the lasers and, and the great music we get to do. And so you get excited when you're up there, and I think the audience really uh, connects to that and participates in it and feels it. Yeah. Well, hey, Derek, I don't want to save any more of your time. I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on the show today. Aaron, thank you so much. It was really fun. Now, the story continues. Trans-Siberian Orchestra's The Lost Christmas Eve, presented by Hallmark Channel. All-new stage, all-new show. Don't miss the debut of Trans-Siberian Orchestra's The Lost Christmas Eve, live in concert. Sunday, December 22nd in Toyota Center. A rock holiday tradition for a new generation. A fusion of rock with the majesty of classical. Your ticket goes on sale this Saturday morning at 10 through Ticketmaster Outlets, Ticketmaster.com or by phone. A new tradition for the holiday season. Trans-Siberian Orchestra's The Lost Christmas Eve. Pick up the new album. Available October 30th at Amazon.com. Bon Jovi in concert. Live in Pittsburgh. The man. The band. The hits. Don't miss Bon Jovi. It's my February 21st at Consol Energy Center. No opening act. All night. All Bon Jovi. We weren't born to February 21st at Consol Energy Center. Buy your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com, 800-745-3000, and at the box office. Don't miss Bon Jovi, produced by AEG Live. More at BonJovi.com. All right, again, you get your tickets for Bon Jovi and also the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, both at the Consol Energy Center in Pittsburgh. Uh, the 16th of December will be the show for the uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. There's an afternoon matinee show and an evening show. If you have not seen the Trans-Siberian Orchestra live, especially in an arena, you're missing something. Uh, honestly, you're absolutely missing something. They have 
uh, live special effects that would rival probably only Kiss and maybe Rob Zombie live. Uh, with the music, obviously, you heard Christmas in Sarajevo going into the interview. So you get an idea of exactly what you're going to get from that show. It's a phenomenal afternoon or evening out. And then you just heard a little plug there for the Bon Jovi show, also at Consol Energy Center on the 21st of February. I'm sure if it's not sold out by now, it'll be sold out shortly. So I want to get your tickets for that as well. All right, now we'd like to feature a track. Uh, we always like to dabble in the blues here in Iron City Rocks. Uh, big fan of the blues myself and just a quick shout out to albert king unfortunately uh not alive to see himself get inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame but albert king well deserved along with rush and Hart and uh, many others but while we were thinking of the blues uh one of the best uh blues bands in the city pittsburgh nancy mckean blues machine is a track they did called blues for christmas it's a great time to remind you on iron city rocks uh, on our facebook page Go to facebook.com forward slash Iron City Rocks. We are taking nominations through the 15th of December for our annual Pittsburgh Music Awards and Hall of Fame. We'll tally all that up and then we'll open the voting later in the month of December uh, to vote for our class of 2012. So I want to keep an eye on that if you're especially from the western Pennsylvania area, if you're in a band or a fan of a band from that era. So without further ado, this is Nancy McKean Blues Machine, Blues for Christmas.
listened to an album and thought to yourself, man, I could do so much better than that. Well, here's your chance. My name is Sue, and I've decided to write my next album live and online at RageAndApathy.com. So come on over, leave me a comment, and tell me what you think about the album and where you think it should go. And as a bonus for you Iron City rockers out there, I will give you an exclusive copy of the first song as soon as I get it finished. So stop on over to RageAndApathy.com and join my madness. They're coming. The dunks. The dribbling. The four-point shot. The world-famous Harlem Globe Charters are coming to Pittsburgh. Playing the Consol Energy Center on Sunday, December 26th at 7 p.m. Give your kids the gift they won't ever forget. Tickets are available at Dick's Sporting Goods box office at Consol Energy Center, Ticketmaster.com, and all Ticketmaster outlets, or charged by phone at 800-745-3000. The Harlem Globe Charters at the Consol Energy Center, Wednesday, December 26th at 7 p.m. All right, next up on the show we have from the band A Life Once Lost, we have Bob Meadows. Life Once Lost, a band out of Philadelphia. Uh, they'll be coming through Pittsburgh on Friday night, December 14th, to play the Garfield Artworks. show is originally scheduled for the Rex, so if you have tickets for the Rex, head on over to the Garfield Artworks instead so you're not in the wrong place. So, without further ado, here's a track from A Life Once Lost. This song is God is Madness.
Hey everyone, I got with us today Bob Meadows from the band of Life Once Lost. How you doing today, Bob? Doing well, doing well. How you doing? Pretty good. Um, you guys are on tour right now. You guys just released a new album. Um, how's the tour going? Uh, correction, we are not on tour. Um, we were on tour. We just toured with uh, Revocation and uh, Ken Mode for about four weeks. Okay. Um, all over North America, and the tour was awesome. It's uh, nice to... It's nice to be back out on the road, you know. Uh, we kind of miss doing it, miss being out there, miss being around it. So uh, that that was nice, just a kind of reintroduction to uh, to Mother Mother Earth right there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's it's been interesting, you know. We, we released the record in the uh, the twenty second of October. It's been uh, getting pretty solid reviews, you know. Uh, you're gonna have a few people that love it and a few people that hate it, but. Just, all in all, I think it was a successful uh, attempt at a uh, you know reintroduction of ourselves to the metal world. Yeah, this is so. the first time we've had out in five years. Um, you guys. Yeah, it's entire engaged. And um, guys went in a little different direction this time, which actually I'm really I'm really digging the album. Um, oh, cool. Uh, so, Static Trance is the name of the album. Um, cool. And I know, you know, there was some stuff going on between albums, like you guys had stuff recorded that you threw out completely, and then, you know, can you talk a little yeah, bit I, about the making of this album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that we probably scrapped um, two albums worth of uh, worth of tracks. Um, it was just uh, one of those things as we were, you know, after the Iron Gag tour cycle kind of came to a halt, uh, we were kind of, uh, you know, gave ourselves some space. Uh, Doug got into a bike accident. Uh, I was doing another side project. Right. And as we'll see, and I'm Justin, our drummer, we're uh, playing uh, Snake Sustain, uh, that rock thing he was doing for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then um, as we uh, kind of decided that we wanted to, uh, you know, try to give another whack at it, try to continue the uh, the expansion of the Life Once Lost, um, we started uh, writing songs, and as we were writing, um, members uh, kind of decided that, you know, it wasn't in their best interest to continue to uh, uh, pursue this uh, this wild and crazy dream that we call being in a band. <laughs> um, so they, uh, he, he decided, uh, this is our drummer, Justin Graves, he decided that, you know, he had a a calling in, in, in another field of work, and he went and did that. And he's actually been very successful with, with uh, his endeavors, and Again, I, I talk to him probably once a week and just to kind of catch up and, you know, shoot the shit with the old memories and, and, and what have you. But, right. uh, yeah, he, he's probably better off where he's at now. Um, then uh, our guitar player, Robert Carpenter, um, you know, uh, brought, a, uh, brought a life into this world. So uh, there goes a, a responsibility that yeah. must be taken. You know, uh, I think everything else becomes a uh, backseat when, when you have a family like that. Right. You know, um, so he kind of pursued that. He left the band, and um, after that, our uh, bass player of the time, who was going to move to guitar, uh, just decided that he really couldn't do it anymore. I think it was just too much stress. Uh, never being in a uh, band um, uh, like a life once lost before, you know, I, I feel like he kind of choked under the pressure, uh, which is really unfortunate. He was a an awesome dude for his breakdown, but I think it's all for the best, and 
in between that whole cycle of, of people leaving and leaving me and Doug here just for ourselves, uh, we had about, I would say, over 20 songs, wow. you know, that were pretty pretty rocking, you know, uh, really heavy songs to really, like, kind of far out, uh, just weird songs. <laughs> right. But I think at the end of the day, the, the, the not, uh, what should I say, with the eight songs on the album, um, or the nine songs on the album that made it, it's probably the best representation of that five years of struggle putting this together. Um, it definitely uh, kind of um, embraced our influences of the time and, and embraced, um, you know, just the uh, just our love for for being in in a life once lost. You know, it definitely captures the the the, the necessity, the the sound that that we are, and uh, we kind of evolved on it a little more so with with. Uh, a strong psychedelic influence, along with um, with uh, either like a, a drone aspect of the music yeah. that hasn't really been pursued heavily in metal. Not saying it hasn't been in the past. Not saying that we're the, the front runners or the godfathers of it, but mm-hmm. you, you definitely don't hear a, a very strong drone influence in in, in like the groove metal. Um, of course, it's out there, like I said, but. Exactly. Uh, it was fun being able to kind of push out for it and, and the psychedelic aspect and the, uh, of, of like the crowd rock scene and, and the and the whole Northern African funk psych scene out there and just anywhere in the in the world. Uh, I mean, I was uh, been at Crate Digger since like 2002, and all the stuff that is on this record it kind of derives from things that I've been listening to for the last like 10 years. So right. it's been awesome just to be able to. Uh, to be able to incorporate that into our sound, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I noticed there was a lot of, you know, like the Afro beats you guys had in there, and, you know, you mentioned, like, more psychedelic, and that was, like, one of the first things that kind of, like, popped into my mind when I was listening to the first couple tracks. Um, yeah. You guys, uh, it was, so it was mainly you and Doug now, and you guys both did all the writing. Do you, do you think this is more of a personal album than any of the other ones, or... Um, I, I guess you could say it's personal. Um, you know, I, I think my my whole thing was uh, I, I really wanted to see if I could do this. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've been right. doing it for such a long time, and, and then I took this, this long hiatus from, from playing with the life on Floss. Not saying I wasn't still playing music, but uh, it was different, you know. The life on Floss is the first band that I was ever in mm-hmm. in my entire life, you know, like, to be able to do everything that I've done with the group exactly. is uh, is pretty fortunate, you know. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely personal. I think everything is personal, whether the the it's the music and it's the amount of time that Doug put into it, um, just the countless days and hours all spending on the computer, or just just fine tuning these songs, and, and then the two months that he spent down in in Richmond, Virginia, trying to actually make this like work. You know, it's it's definitely going to be a personal record. Right. You know, from the lyrics to the music. You guys, uh, that's uh, probably the best representation or best way to kind of put it, maybe. So, cool. when you guys produced this album yourself, yes. Uh, what was that experience like? Was that top for this? Well, we did we did Iron Gag by ourselves as well. Okay. Um, with Hunt with Hunter, we worked with uh, Rob Caggiano right. and uh, Eddie Wall from my uh, Scratch Sixty, and I worked with uh, Randy Blythe on on Iron Gag and Hunter. Um, so to be able to work uh, kind of alone and, and just using the things that we've learned 
you know, from being in bands and being in music and being fans of music, I think that uh, it is probably the uh, probably the most uh, the most satisfaction you can come from that is just being able to do it yourself, being not dependent on uh, on other individuals or other people to right. tell you what to do, to tell you what to play, to tell you what to say. You know, there's plenty of bands out there in the metal world that are just more, you know, puppets uh, to where they have someone kind of hovering over their shoulder and, and really laying an influence on them pretty thick. And it doesn't really need to be there. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're in a band, you're an artist. If you're an artist, you should be able to do this. You should be able to stand up in front of a group of people and play it with such confidence that regardless of what they think of you, you know, at the end of the day, you are who you are. You know, you're going to go home and go to bed just like them. Uh, it, it just, it just, it's, it's so, it's so independent and free to be able to do it yourself and to be able to, to have an end product well, such as Ecstatic Trans kind of come out. Uh, hopefully we kind of changed the game up a little bit here. Right. Um, but, uh, who's to know for sure, you know, uh, the, the big popular thing right now is all this, this shitty techno metal <laughs> crap that's coming out. And it, it kind of just blows my mind that uh, yeah. kids, kids hear this and they're like, oh my god, like this is amazing. Did you hear that? Did you hear this new Capture the Crown record? And you're just, I'm listening to it. I'm like, god, I mean, it's, it's synchronized headbanging. It's, it's, it's just soulless when it, when it comes down to it. Right. And the dudes, I mean, at the end of the day, like the dudes could be, fucking awesome. I don't know who they are. I don't really care who they are, but <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's just like, damn, man. Band is not like... Band's not killing it. Band's not like a joke. I don't know. It's almost kind of like, you know, you have like the producers putting the bands together, kind of like all the boy bands. Let's put something together. Yeah. And, you, you, can definitely, you can definitely say that because it's, it's, it's almost kind of true if you think about it, you know? Like, there's, there's there's labels out there that are just pumping out bands like it's a factory, like it's some kind of right. like just just bad, man. <laughs> it's just it's just bad, you know, because it, you, you never. That, that's why I got into hardcore, and that's why I got into punk rock, and then that's why I started crazy digging because I'm finding all the bands that influenced all the bands that the general public listens to. Right. You know, so you you have just like the. Uh, the, the common person who just puts turns on the radio and listens to anything, you know, I, I never was satisfied with just listening to the radio and just being like, oh man, like how many times am I going to hear Freebird in my life? <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be close to to a thousand, you know, and that's really just it's really not my thing, you know. It's it's I, I want something more. I want something with soul and, and substance and creativity and something that's going to just really for me, you know. If I can be for by by an individual, that's that's unreal, man. Again, as part of being an artist and being a being just a human. Yeah, which is like you know, a lot of people too get upset when you know albums go in different directions. But you know, personally, I love it when bands do that because it shows that you know you know we're growing and things like that. And yeah, you know, this is where we're at right now. You know, you don't want to release the same album seventeen different times. I mean, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the the creativity that somebody can put forth in a record, you know, you, you can listen to bands like uh, like Dillinger Escape Plan that have gone from, you know, the, uh, the everything prior to Under the Running Board, Under the Running Board to Calculating Affinity to, to 
the Ironworks, everything. It's been such a progression, mm-hmm. but keeping their sound, you know, with them building on, building on what they've already built, that's amazing. Right. You know, bands like Haven, they've done it, Converge, they've done it. You know, you have all these bands that have just evolved off of what they created, and they could add something with it still being tasteful. Exactly. You know, that there's not a lot of there's not a lot of groups out there that that can actually do that. You know, so right. Um, so. You guys just finished up the tour, but you do have some shows coming up. I know you're going to be here in uh, Pittsburgh on Friday. Um, you guys, this is a headlining show on Friday, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a headlining show. It's supposed to be at another venue, and I think it got changed over to the Garfield Art Space or something. Garfield Art Space, so, yeah. Um, yeah. You guys, four piece now. Is there, you know? No, no, we are a five piece. Are you still a five piece? Thank you. Okay. Yes, yes. We, uh, we toured uh, recently as a uh, four-piece, and then we kind of uh, acquired a, another guitar player to help with uh, yeah, the many layers. And um, yeah, that's one thing I was just, ask. just the layers of the, the album is insane. You know, the amount of guitars and the the, the Hammond B3 organ that we put all over as well. Right. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty like just thick. You know, it's definitely not a metal record. So being able to perform that live, it's uh, we kind of took it to another level, bringing another uh, guitar player, another close friend of ours that we grew up with that spent uh, 10 years in California pursuing music. So he's pretty much on the same page as us when it comes to playing. It, this is his life, you know. Uh, he definitely uh, brings a lot to the table, and it, it's, it's, it's refreshing having someone that tight that hasn't been playing with us for like years that can just like step up and just, Blow your socks off. You know what I mean? It, it, it's pretty awesome. Cool, cool. Um, so after, you know, you have a few dates this week and whatnot, do you have any plans to go back out on the road, or are you guys going to take some time off? Uh, we don't we don't have any uh, tour plans uh, solidified as of yet. We have uh, like a couple random shows that we're going to be playing uh, locally within the uh, – Within the uh, the area of uh, Bucks County, kind of where the band was uh, derived from, right. um, we have uh, we're trying to do a, a tour down the South by Southwest. Um, okay. And after that South by Southwest run, we're supposed to be doing some dates with this um, with this uh, guy, author and Punisher, and uh, Primitive Weapons. Um, I think before we hit uh, South by Southwest, we're playing a. Uh, a big festival down in Monterey, Mexico. So um, we're just, we're trying to, you know, we're, we're trying to play it smart. We're trying to play it careful. We're, we're not going to go out and overdo it in right. overabundance and, and a nuisance. Um, if people want to come see us, they'll come see us, and we'll make the shows more unique and special by being more selective with where we play and with who we play with, too. You know, it, it's, cool. it, it's, we, we, we've been at it for such a long time. I've been at it for such a long time. Whether it was, you know, booking bands or whether it was, you know, going to shows, uh, you have to really approach it carefully. And you have to um, just, just, you know, choose everything wisely in a sense. You know, you, you just can't go out and 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 just oversaturate areas with with your music and with, with your presence because it just doesn't right. really it doesn't bring any positive to it. All you're doing is you're you're oversaturating the market. Uh, you're 
you're ruining it for other bands that, you know, that don't tour often. But maybe you're not. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's just one of those things I'd rather just be pickier right. uh, with, with, with who I, you know, share the stage with. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Um, it was great talking to you, and uh, you know, looking forward to seeing you guys here on Friday night. All right, folks, that brings us to the end of our show. Uh, we are drawing dangerously close to the end of 2012. It's been a great year, and we want to thank all of you uh, for listening, uh, coming on the Facebook, Twitter, website, emails, all that good stuff, and invite you to come back in 2013. Also, wanted to, to remind you to head over to facebook.com forward slash Iron City Rocks, nominate and or vote for your favorite local musicians from the Pittsburgh area, as well as the Music Hall of Fame. Uh, obviously, there'll be a few national names in that, as Pittsburgh has been very blessed to produce some really great top-notch musicians through the years. So the Hall of Fame class always gets a gives a lot of votes, so we appreciate that as well. Also remind you to check out our mobile app at the iTunes App Store. You can get Iron City Rocks Connect, which is free. We'll let you listen to the show and stay in touch with us as well. We want to wish each and every one of you a blessed holiday season, uh, whether or not you celebrate Christmas and or other holidays. It's always a wonderful time of the year, and I think it remembers, uh, reminds us all of our childhood. Uh, I remember uh, very distinctly my dad taking us down and uh, to see the parade in Pittsburgh and then down to the Strip District to buy all the stuff we needed for Christmas and stuff. So always a great time to be in the city of Pittsburgh or any city, really. It's, it's a great time to spend with family and friends and things like that. So we wish you all a safe, healthy, happy uh, Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, etc. And again, this has been a great 2012. Uh, if you've got suggestions for the show, you can hit us up at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. I mentioned the Facebook.com uh, forward slash Iron City Rocks, Twitter.com forward slash Iron City Rocks. And again, we will see you next time.